What is the worst vacation you have ever been on? I write this entry because Grandpa and I just got back from the worst vacation we have ever been on, and I thought it would be fun to share our disastrous adventure with you. Because I been, had been studying French for the past five years, and because we will celebrate our 50th anniversary this year, Grandpa and I decided that a cruise to Europe would be fun. We were to fly to Amsterdam and then get on the MSC Magnifica cruise ship and go to Hamburg, Germany, London, England, Paris, France, and Brussels, Belgium. Our last stop was a return to Amsterdam, Netherlands. Grandpa had spent hours and hours filling out forms and faxing off the right information that would get us in and out of each country. We also had to have two COVID tests before leaving. Everything was so well planned. On Friday, March 31st, we left Laramie at 4.30 a.m. and drove to Cheyenne. From Cheyenne, we flew to Denver and from Denver to Houston, Texas. And then our last flight was 10 hours from Houston to Amsterdam, leaving at 11 a.m. the following day. Of course, because of COVID, we had to wear masks in the airport and during the entire flight, which made it even more fun. By the time we arrived in Amsterdam, we had had very little sleep and we were really tired. Our check-in time for the ship was between 12 and 1 p.m. So we were pressured to get a cab and get there fast. We hailed a taxi and showed him the address to the port. It was supposed to be 17 minutes away. He acted dumbfounded and said he didn't know where it was, but he would take us to a place that would know. He drove across town for 20 minutes, stopped at a port for river cruises, ran in and came out with the same address we had given him. He suddenly knew right where to go and then traveled another 30 minutes, driving fast to the airport again and then to the cruise port. When we arrived, he announced that we owed him $195 for the trip. I ran in to see if we were at the right place and told them what he was asking. They said he was a crook and that we should not pay him. But when I went back, I think because we were so tired and we felt pressured to get on the ship on time, Grandpa had already paid the money and our friendly cab driver from Iran was laughing and booking it out of there. Things in Europe ran differently than in the good old USA. We went into the terminal and waited three hours to get on the cruise ship. The terminal was freezing cold. When we finally boarded, it was about a quarter of a mile walk to the ship outside. I was wearing sandals. I nearly froze. Our room was nice. I even had a balcony, which we never went out on the entire cruise because it was always too cold. Let's talk about the sh what the ship didn't have. No movies on a tiny television, no ping pong. They had a table, but it was outside, and of course it was too cold to go out on the deck. No free ice cream, no free lemonade, no lobster night, no games, and no comedy shows. The ship did have mini golf, which was a small board with one hole, kept behind a bar and only available two hours a day. Bowling, which cost eight euros per game on a miniature bowling alley with bowling balls the size of softballs. A 4D movie theater, which cost seven euros for seven minutes of famous places around the world. Movie customers sat in one of the eight chairs that shook. Whoopee! The European food was very healthy. Lots of fish, like every night. The bread was good, but I'm going to have to say the food was pretty bad. They did have a great Gestapo crew who made sure you were wearing your mask at all times. And I mean all times. 
All announcements were made in six languages, English, German, Dutch, French, Spanish, and Italian. I'm sure that was why there were no games or comedy. Can you imagine translating everything you said six times? The nightly theater shows were very good with great dancing and singing. However, before and after each show, it would take 20 minutes to listen to the announcements for the next day in six languages. And of course, we always had to file out row by row in perfect order. I wish you could hear our marching orders out of the theater with a German accent. We toured Hamburg, London, and Paris by bus traveling from one hour to three hours to get to the cities. We learned that Americans are not well liked in Europe. They do not want American dollars. And when anyone has to pee, uh, called using the toilet, it costs a half of a euro, about 50 cents, which we had to borrow from our guide since we had not changed any dollars into euros. I love seeing London and Paris and learning about their history. That was the highlight of the trip for me. Other fun things to note were Grandpa lost a veneer off his tooth, probably a $200 fix. I'm pretty sure he was eating fish at the time. My suitcase wheel broke on our flight over, so Grandpa and I took turns doing a balancing act with my suitcase and all of our other luggage. But the best part of the story comes when we hear an announcement in six languages that the captain has decided we're not going to go to Belgium. We're just going to cut that part of the trip off, the part of the trip where I was going to buy chocolate for everyone. So we got to sit on the ship with nothing to do for an extra day. Then for some mysterious reason, skipping the 12 hours that we would have been docked in Belgium, our ship couldn't make it back to the Amsterdam port on time. Another announcement in six languages. It was going to be three hours late. Our airline flight was to leave Amsterdam at 12.10, and we didn't dock until 11. In a panic, we bought one day's worth of internet, $20, and called PJ, who then had to rebook our flight for the next day to the tune of an additional $750. We take an Uber from the ship terminal to Amsterdam to the Ramada Inn by the airport. This time we only paid 50 euros, one-fourth the price of our first Arabian cab driver for the same distance, and gave the Uber driver a 10 euro tip when he promised to pick us up the next morning at seven to go to the airport. The hotel was a bargain for an additional 145 euros we hadn't planned on. In the morning, of course, the Uber driver didn't show up. So we had to take a hotel shuttle and arrived at the airport at 7.30 a.m. Did I mention that Europe is not like the U.S.? We waited three hours in line to get to the ticket counter. No, really, three hours. The queue to check into United Airlines was about 100 yards long. When we finally reached the check-in area, United couldn't find our rebooked tickets in their system. With 20 minutes to get us to our gate, a second agent asked us if we had shown our COVID test to the previous agent, who had been helping us. All we had to do was say yes. But being honest and thinking we were prepared, Grandpa pulled out the two COVID tests we had taken in the U.S. Oh no, said the young Dutch girl. You have to have a new COVID test taken within the last 24 hours to fly out today. You will have to come back tomorrow. We will rebook you if we can. I wish I could read that with a Dutch accent and with an Americans are so stupid grin on my face. The sad part is we could have taken the stupid COVID test while we were waiting in the queue for three hours. 
So another 30 euros to go back and stay another night at the Ramada Inn for another 145 euros. But the next morning we were prepared. We got up at 5 a.m., we left at 6 a.m., taking the hotel shuttle again to the airport. We got our $200 COVID test done. Of course, there was a line for the test and a 20-minute wait to find out we were negative. Then only a two-hour wait in line to get to the ticket counter, lugging our broken three-wheeled suitcase along. A one-hour and 20-minute wait to get through security, followed by a 10-hour flight to Chicago, a three-hour delay flight to Denver, and a two-hour drive to Cheyenne. We had lost our flight from Denver to Cheyenne, so Sam picked us up. Thank goodness for PG and Sam, and a 45-minute drive to Laramie. We got home at 12.30 a.m. When we walked in the door, Macy was absolutely beside herself with joy to see us, and I was absolutely beside myself with joy to be home. I've decided I don't ever want to be a world traveler again. I saw the world on this trip, and there are a lot of grouchy, unhappy, pushy, rude people in it. Okay, maybe that's just European people, but I think I'm ready to settle for my small town happy life.